All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation, and needs. Welcome Thanks to sharing for joining more us than the sheets, sharing more a than podcast. The to help Please you make sure you subscribe, better be financial with future episode releases, and so feel free to share this episode on the things that your friends or family host might think might benefit. Financial Please visit us at husbandsheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial. Question that I'm asked a lot as to why a 15-minute phone chat is somebody should buy a rent. And this is what I wanted to talk about today. There are many advantages and disadvantages to buying and renting, and some are very clear, some are not very obvious. First of all, I'd just like to make a point that whether somebody chooses to buy or rent, or whether it is appropriate for somebody to buy a house over renting and vice versa, really depends on their personal circumstance and their goals. And a lot of that has to do with their financial circumstance and what that person's other goals are as well. So a lot of what I'm talking about today will vary very differently depending on who's listening to this. And for that reason, it is important to seek financial advice or speak to somebody about your overall circumstance because somebody that has no other goal but to buy a house is going to need something completely different to somebody that has several other goals or somebody that is in a completely different financial situation or position. So let's start off with the disadvantages of renting. And a lot of these may be very obvious. And they're normally the reason that somebody chooses to look at buying a house. So essentially, the disadvantage of renting is that you are living in a place that isn't yours. So you're not able to customize it. You're not able to make changes to the place. And you need to ask for permission before for example, putting a nail into the wall. The other thing as well is that you know the money that you're paying every week is not going towards an asset that you own, something that you can sell, something that you can pass down to your children or your children's children, or something that you know you can't get any money out of if you never needed it. The other thing as well to consider is that there by renting, sometimes depending on the area that you live in, it actually could be more expensive than buying. A property. Um, or for example, if somebody rents in a particular suburb, they might find that if they were to buy in a suburb, which may not be as close to the city, but yet isn't too far, they would be saving money. The other thing as well is that there's no forced savings when you're renting. So essentially money's being paid every week and it's just gone. You know, it's it's not going towards an asset that you own. And, you know, it's, it's not a way essentially of forcing yourself to pay something off or to put money towards an asset that you can obtain some money from in the future. That's probably the, the easiest way to explain it. So so, so I guess from, from a renting perspective, these are the disadvantages of renting. The advantages of renting, however, are sometimes also very obvious. So one of them, for example, is the fact that if something breaks, um, you don't have to pay for it. You just call the landlord and say, hey, can you please come and fix this? The other thing as well, is when it comes to freeing up your savings. You know, having when you rent, you don't have to pay a humongous deposit and forego a lot of your savings to rent. Um, you just basically pay your bond and essentially you start paying the weekly rent straight away. So there's no need to have any savings tied up anywhere. 
The other thing as well is that it gives you flexibility. So for example, if you were to be renting somewhere and it could be a new area and you just want to try it out, you could live in it for a year and easily move to a different area. Um, yes, there's the the whole the moving cost side of things and the time and effort involved in moving, but it's a lot easier to literally find a new place to rent and just move there. The other thing as well is that because it frees up your cash, you're able to put that towards other things and you're able to actually invest into different areas um, of your life. For example, you might use it to build up a share portfolio or a portfolio of managed funds, or you might actually use it to invest into property itself. So this is a strategy that is used by some people. um, And essentially some people literally, even though they can afford to buy a house, they choose to rent so that they can free up their cash to, to do things like this. Sometimes it could be a business owner that would prefer to use that cash flow to invest into their business or to to buy stock for their business um, or to purchase another business. So there could be many different ways or strategies around this, but essentially somebody in this situation that chooses to rent for this reason would just look at what the opportunity cost is of buying and work out whether they're better off just renting and putting that money towards something else. The other thing as well, and, and, and on that note is actually, just on, on the note of buying a house and sorry, renting somewhere and buying property. There's that saying of renting where you want to live and buying where you can afford. So for example, let's say there was a really nice area that you want to live in, but you can't really afford to buy a property in that area. You know, an option in this situation would be to rent in this really nice area and buy an investment property in an area that you probably don't want to live in, but this could be an area that potentially could be going up in value or an area that you can easily afford to buy a nice house in. So again, it goes back to the opportunity cost and it goes back to choosing and deciding what's best for you and your partner or your family or just you if you're single and listening to this. The last disadvantage that I wanted to talk about of renting are the extra expenses incurred in renting. So I've mentioned repairs, but another thing, for example, is pest control, trimming trees, paying for building insurance, having to cover different things, council rates, you know, infrastructure charges for gas, for water and sewage. So renting, somebody that's renting doesn't have to pay for these things. Um, And that can be seen as an advantage as well. So essentially, you know, somebody that buys a house isn't just paying the mortgage repayments. There's other things that come along with it. These are the advantages and disadvantages of renting. Now let's talk about buying a house and let's, again, we'll start with the advantages of buying a house. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15 minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. The first thing is that you actually own something that you can touch and feel. And I think this is the dream of every Australian, which is to own their own home. And here in Australia, we feel very comfortable with property um, because normally our parents probably made a bit of money out of property or we have, we know people that made a lot of money out of property um, or maybe we're old enough to have lived through a couple of property booms. And again, depending on where you are in Australia and when you're listening to this episode, um, you could be going through a boom at the moment. Um, or a rise of pro- rise in property prices. The other thing is that it gives stability and freedom. Having a house that you own, that you live in, 
means that nobody's going to turn up and tell you that, hey, your lease has just expired. You need to move out in two weeks or four weeks or th- or two months even um, because it doesn't matter how much notice you're given. It's not a nice feeling to be told, hey, you need to find a new place to live. So having your own house essentially gives you that freedom and that stability. It also gives you the freedom to do what you want in the house. You could knock down a wall. You could put a picture up if you needed to. Um, You could make changes. If you don't like the color of something, you can paint it. You don't need to ask for permission of anybody except for your partner if you're deciding to do something ridiculous to the house. But my point is that there's that freedom. There's the option to do these things. The other thing as well is that you have something to pass down to your children um, and to your children's children or something to potentially use to fund part of your retirement later in life. So you have an asset that's growing in value. And traditionally speaking, historically speaking, houses go up in value. So, and again, this can be a, a, a point that someone can argue because there are some areas where the house prices have not gone up in a very long time. So that you also need to be very careful on that point to not just assume Buying a house means you're buying something that's going to be increasing in value. But if you have something that is increasing in value, um, that is a big advantage, um, especially if you buy in a nice area or a developing area. The other thing is having a house that is increasing in value means you have the option to draw down on the equity from that house. So essentially what that just means is even if you have a mortgage on a property, If that property goes up in value, there's the option to draw down more money from that house. So it acts as a security to allow the bank to lend you money if they need to. And this potentially could be used to start a business, to buy another property, to make, to do improvements on your house. Again, these things need to be consulted with somebody that's licensed to give you advice on credit, like a mortgage broker, for example. Um, but they can talk to you about the advantages and disadvantages of doing these things. So so they're the advantages of having a house. The disadvantages of having a house is that you'll be paying interest. While interest rates are the lowest in history at the moment, there's over, over a period of a mortgage's lifetime, which could be 20 to 30 years normally, if you work out how much you've actually paid in interest, it can actually be quite high. So yes, the house does go up in value over that period of time, or if it goes up in value, paying interest is fine. But that's one of the disadvantages of buying a house. Because for example, even if you're buying a house for four or $500,000, not many people have that much money lying around. So normally, most people need to borrow a good chunk of that four or $500,000, if not more. There are also opportunity costs involved in having your money tied up in property, as I said earlier. So, you know, if you have a $100,000, for example, or $200,000, or even $50,000, buying a house, you're essentially giving that money, you're, you're tying that money up into something, which is a property, which means you can't use it for something else. So again, and this is why when I talk about renting versus buying, and that it depends on someone's personal circumstance, This is one of the many points that we consider as financial advisors. What is the opportunity cost? What could this money be doing differently if it wasn't tied up in a house? And the other disadvantages of buying a house is the point I mentioned, it ties, it sort of goes back to the, um, the advantages of renting, you know, 
the biggest disadvantage is the unexpected cost. So this is something that a lot of people don't think about. They, and sorry, this isn't the biggest disadvantage, but this is the disadvantage that is overseen. I think that people that buy a house, especially for the first time is it's the costs involved in having a house, not just the running costs, but even repairs and maintenance. It's buying a house, for example, and sometimes finding out three months later that there's something in this sewage that's blocked and it's going to cost you $3,000 to fix because half your backyard needs to be dug up. My first house that I bought within two weeks of moving, I had a knock on the front door by the council saying, hey, you've got a pool fence that isn't certified. Um, we'd like to have a look, please. You know, and that that was that was an expensive exercise because I had to go and find a certifier and had to get all these things done for a pool fence, which I didn't even think was that complicated. So there are things that if, if you haven't owned a house before, there are things that will surprise you um, or may surprise you. So this is why it is important to do your research. Um, if you've always had a house and you're thinking of renting, you know, there's, there is a bit of freedom, I think, to, to forego. You know, there's, there's that security that you may not have anymore. But with proper consultation with your financial advisor, you can talk about these things and you can make sure that you're making an educated decision. As a financial advisor, most of the time, probably half the time, we don't actually tell somebody something they don't already know. But what we do is we help somebody weigh up their options and easily lay out the advantages and disadvantages to those options so that they can make a smarter decision financially. As human beings, we make a lot of decisions based off emotion. And somebody might choose to buy a house because they're emotionally comfortable with it. Or they might choose to rent because they're emotionally comfortable renting. They don't want to lose all their cash and all their deposits. As an advisor, we it's important for us to factor in somebody's emotions because you know I'll only give advice and allow someone to proceed with any advice only if they're comfortable with it. But at the same time, we need to look at things from a financial perspective and just make sure that before somebody makes a decision, they're weighing up every possible option they can. You know, and they're, they're looking at it from different aspects as well, not just their perspective. I hope today's helped. Um, there's, there's, there is a lot there and there are a lot more advantages and disadvantages um, that I could talk about and go on about for hours. But I just wanted to bring up the main points. And if you are renting at the moment and thinking of buying, I would weigh up the pros and cons, look at your situation, um, get advice. Or even even if it's, even if it's just a quick chat on the phone to an advisor, just to sort of work out which points should be considered before making the decision. Um, if you own a house at the moment and are thinking of renting and potentially renting out your house that you're living in or buying an investment property as well, these are also things to consider. And there is a lot more to it than just what I've explained today. I mean, just on that note, for example, somebody should look at their their credit score. They should look at how much credit the bank's willing to give them. Um, you know, you might want to live in a house where buying it may not be an option because the bank's not willing to give you enough funds or to lend you enough funds to be able to purchase that property. And at the same time, you might want to live in an area and rent in that area, but the rent is that expensive. It's just going to really affect your whole lifestyle and not allow you to have extra cash at the end of the day to be able to do the things that you love. So if today has triggered any questions, please touch base. Um, I'm loving the feedback that I'm getting on these episodes. Every week I get messages or emails 
about the episodes. If you have any topics that you'd like us to talk about, please let me know. I'm here to help. I'm glad you're enjoying this. I've given you some points to think about if you're ever choosing whether you should rent or buy. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases. And feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.